A major political battle is now underway over the Supreme Court seat vacated by the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But we've been down this path before, and there is precedent. After President John Adams lost his re-election in December 1800, and before leaving office as a lame duck, he nominated his Secretary of State, John Marshall, to be Chief Justice of the Court. After a delay, Marshall was finally confirmed and sworn into office in February 1801. One month later, he swore in America's third president, Thomas Jefferson. This is detailed in the new book, Virginia Dynasty, Four Presidents and the Creation of the American Nation. Well, joining us is the book's author, former second lady, Lynn Cheney. Mrs. Cheney, it's a pleasure to have you with us. I read your book. I must say, as a student of American history, it's the first time the stories of these four Virginian presidents are told and their relationship detailed together in one book. Let's begin with the court. You mentioned Jefferson's dislike for fellow Virginian John Marshall, saying some differences were hard, if not impossible, to reconcile. That sounds a bit like the battle we're now in over a new Supreme Court justice. Now, you're a historian. This is nothing new, right? You mean the kind of conflict that we're experiencing now? And no, um, there were lots of fights between these four men and these four men and others. Uh, lots of conflict. I wonder, it was bitter, and it was reflected in the newspapers, which were the media of the day. Jefferson once said, he was so angry with newspapers, he said, you know, Maybe I could get along with them if they would just create a separate section for lies. He was so angry. Um, but in any case, angry as he was and vicious as the press was, you didn't have social media giving it a big megaphone that uh, spread it everywhere all the time. So, yes, it was the same, but I think the effect of, uh, of having uh, social media has made it different. And long before President Trump, Thomas Jefferson complained about the, quote, engulfing power of the courts. Tell us about that. What was Jefferson's concern? Well, he thought that the courts were uh, overreaching. Does that sound a little familiar? Um, he uh, wasn't upset with uh, Marbury versus Madison in the beginning, but he quickly realized that uh, that ruling had expanded the power of the court and he believed had uh, impinged on the other branches of government. So it was it was a matter of power. And uh, I think it uh, wasn't uncommon then and it isn't uncommon now for the various branches of government to try to uh, increase their sway to become more powerful. This summer, statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were torn down in Portland. Slave owner was painted across the toppled Jefferson statue. What don't young people and other Americans know about Thomas Jefferson and slavery? I'm thinking about the new states, also the Northwest Territory. Well, particularly in his early years, when it seemed as though um, slavery uh, was vulnerable and that it had uh, it had a future where it would just be gone. Um, Jefferson was one of the enthusiasts. He actually introduced a bill that um, would have uh, helped free Virginia slaves. And you're right, in the Northwest Territory, he set the precedent for uh, not having uh, slavery there. One of the things I think, uh, I really wanted to stress this in the book, that yes, these were uh, flawed people, as we are, all are, and it's slavery 
they believed it was an immoral institution, which of course it is. And they understood that it was in contradiction to the ideas and, and the ideals they set forth, freedom, justice, uh, liberty, equality. It was in complete contradiction to those things. But they tried to embed the ideas in our basic documents, for example, in the Declaration of Independence, and, and not take any of those uh, ideals and ideas, the force of them, away uh, in the Constitution. And there were people in the years following, including Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, who believed they had succeeded. So now I think we just have an oversimplistic idea of uh, human beings and, and of the founders. And it is very damaging. This country was founded on high ideals. But I keep reading um, in uh, texts that are intended for schools, for example, that our founding ideals were a lie when they were created. And, and that's just so unsettling, partly because we're a country based on ideals. And the ones upon which we created, liberty, equality, justice, and so on, those ideals are, they're immortal. Those ideas tr are transcendent. And the notion that we're now going to say, well, um, they were lies from the beginning, it's just not understanding what the foundation, what the founding uh, was like. Jefferson and Madison were good friends, and you talked about it in the nation's early years. They wanted intellectual freedom, and that was, quote, woven like a ribbon through much of their work. How important was that to them? How important is that to America today in a time of social media censorship and politically correct speech? It, the idea of freedom of uh, expression, intellectual freedom, was perhaps the one uh, to which they were most dedicated, Madison in particular. As I mentioned before, Jefferson got so tired of bad press toward the end of his life that he began flailing out at, uh, at newspapers. But it was there in the beginning. Um, Madison was furious that uh, freedom of religion uh, was halted by uh, not allowing Quakers, not allowing Baptists in particular to express their views and throwing them in jail in Virginia uh, when they did. Some people say Jefferson was an atheist or agnostic at best. What have you discovered about the Christian faith of these four Virginian presidents? Well, you're right. Jefferson, uh, Jefferson had trouble with uh, miracles. And so he built himself a Bible, uh, cut and pasted a Bible, in which the emphasis was on Christ's moral teachings. You know, that seems admirable in a way. I, you know, I wish he had uh, believed in virgin birth. But he didn't. He did, however, adopt the uh, or, or tried to follow or admired at least uh, the, the teachings of uh, of Christ. Madison always held church services. Uh, Washington went to church services, though he didn't take communion. So th there was a, a, an honoring of, of religion. Um, and, and to know how Madison felt is, is very difficult. Someone once said they'd had a conversation with him and he sounded like a Unitarian. But, you know, that's just sort of uh, rumor in second hand. Former Second Lady Lynn Cheney, author of the just-released book, Virginia Dynasty, 
Four presidents and the creation of the American nation. It's so timely and needed right now to recall the struggles and lessons of four of America's first five presidents. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed our conversation.